0: Megan Wright is one of New Zealand's best landscape architects. She has received a laureate award from the Arts Foundation, as well as winning many awards for her company's numerous large scale urban projects, some of which you may use every day, like our well used Waitangi Park. And now, to add to this impressive lineup, Megan and her joint venture partner, John Hardwick Smith from Athfield Architects, are the landscape architects for Wellington's newest public space, Pukeahu National. War Memorial Park. Welcome to b-side stories on access radio Megan and John.
1: Thank you thank you.
0: How are you both feeling now that this park is coming to a I wouldn't say a finish but but a presentation time?
1: Oh well I am I am feeling very not relieved proud I think that the initial conceptual thinking that we developed um, back in 2007, 2008. Has now come to fruition, so it's, and it looks very much like we envisaged.
0: Wow, that's a long time to have this had been in process. So that's about seven, eight years.
2: Yes, Hmm. that's why I think you probably also say you feel a bit tired at the stage (laughs) of the the process, (laughs) but 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 also I think relieved, and um, you know it's a great time to celebrate um you know actually getting to the end of something that has been a long journey
0: how were you chosen to be the landscape architects for for this park
1: well, it was through a design competition right um which was held in 2007 2008 a um a process you know quite a rigorous process for selecting ideas right. and design it's a process that is not happening as as often as, as it was probably in that time frame, not happening currently, which I think is a real shame in terms of um, advancing design right. and design thinking. I think it's quite a rigorous process for um, selecting the best outcome mm. um, through a judging panel that's right. hand-picked... To cover different aspects of what um, is important about the design, it it um, draws it away a little bit from the political environment and puts it into the hands of of a um, team of um, specialists, right, um, to to make the decisions around which is the best mm. um, design outcome. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I think that it's. Um, I mean, I think the key thing is that it's design focused. And it's looking at, I guess, the potential for strong design ideas at the beginning of a process, recognising those ideas that that will work and can be developed and will lead to the kind of, um, you know, on multi-levels that they need to on these sorts of projects. So Mm -hmm. so they're looking at it not only from the brief that, um, for example, the Ministry of Culture and Heritage has as as a park, but also from the city point of view, um, from a landscape point of view, from a point of view of integrating architecture with landscape, um, all those things. And I guess that the, the problem is that, um, is that without that kind of rigorous assessment right at the front, often it's very easy to, to make an assessment on expediency or, right. or something that's kind of quicker or cheaper to build. Um, and sometimes, you know, unfortunately, the, 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 um commissions are selected on that way. Um, which is fine for some areas, but, but on these kind of important public projects that have so much um, long-term influence yes. on the city, yes. um, that kind you of rigorous pick. design thing is great because also it also captures a very broad number of mines at the beginning too because I think it was an open competition, so certainly it was open to New Zealanders, it was open right. to um, overseas people with a New Zealand contact, um, so it really kind of trawls I guess the, um, the number of mines that are out there and that, that want to contribute um, at a period.
0: With this park Being of national significance, what were the key attributes you wanted the park to invoke?
1: There were quite a few challenges for the park in terms of it needs to commemorate people's contributions, and that's quite broad, Mm. contributions to um, war. Yes. Uh, But it also needs to act in an everyday capacity to engage with the city, be able to be used... Um, by the city, it's in quite an interesting position Doesn't in the it? city being mm. the um, sort of southern edge of tiaro, yes, and so it finishes off a bit of a raggedy edge, uh, which is currently a bit of a raggedy edge along that that edge. what what were some of the challenges tidying that up?
2: Well look, I think i mean we we when we started the competition we we did um set down some things that we thought were important to respond to the Ministry of Culture and Heritage's brief there and I think that you know the things we thought from the start was that the landscape um, you know should evoke support and host commemoration Um, but we also thought look because this thing is at the crossroads of the city it's hugely Mm -hmm. important where it connects between you know the Basin Reserve, the old Buckle Street Museum um, on that Kent Cambridge access down to Waitangi Park and the harbour right. um, between the South coast and the harbour. Um, all those things, we thought that there were some critical things you know beyond beyond I guess it being just a commemorative space that it should do um, in terms of linking into the city. And I guess that was where we talked about things like embedding it in the city. And, and that was really I guess trying to picture it as a space that linked from you know Kent Cambridge Terrace, wasn't it, across the Taranaki Street. On the scale of Courtney Place, say, so some big, right. big body of space that, that, that ties um, you know important parts of the city together, um, and then really to look at how it might have tentacles, if you like, that kind of stretch out into um, the neighbouring areas, like down mm. to Tiaro, back up to the museum or to Massey, at you a know, high school site, um, and in some ways those are ways of it, I guess, growing or having a greater presence, um, yes. being on the route from the airport to the city, so the international, you know, presence there. Um, but also the ability that over time it might um, it might spread its influence and you know continue the bits around it might grow. Or, That'd so be would,
0: great. Yeah, mm. so in some
2: ways it was setting up that kind of framework. You know, on, on day one a, a kind of a, a very much a park linked to the national war memorial, but but in future days or years, um, growing as a place that would have more memorials within it, um, and a place that the city might grow around it.
0: Being a cyclist, I must say that I love those little safe havens and so that's now become another one of those spaces for me personally. How did you, I guess, understanding that there needed to be a traffic flow, I saw that as being quite a challenge as well as still providing this commemorative space. Designing in that road, how did that work for you?
1: Well it was always important that that road engaged in the space. So initially it wasn't um, proposed to be in a tunnel, so it the initial um, design brief was um, working with a road that went went through it. right. And then once the um the tunnel came forward um, and the possibility of that, it was still important to us that as you move through the tunnel, you are aware mm. of what is above you, and that's why the clustering of the poppies within the tunnel has a density at some Point, and that reflects the the parade space above, immediately above mm. where that occurs. Um, but also the tunnel walls are um, connected to the way that they fan and form are connected to the terraces above so that you get glimpses into the park and also you do get glimpses into the tunnel, the tunnel. from the park so that they're, they're connected... And engage with with each other.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, as Megan said, it was. Um, I think the road was seen as something to get rid of um, in the competition brief, and I think lots of right. um, people were looking at a way that you could somehow deny it or, or somehow hide it. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, as you're saying, Megan, it seemed to us that that most people at the moment probably experience that area. Um, they go through it in a car, um, and that's a critical part of the population. So, if there was a way of incorporating it. Um, yes and you know, we tried various um, on the surface as part of a big boulevard, um, we thought, well, that, that could add to the mix, and it would certainly add to a big component of the population that might experience the park mm-hmm. that might not otherwise. Um, and I think that, that even though it changed from surface, properly experimented one side versus another um, earlier on, um, and it went to the tunnel eventually, I think that the principle of, of trying to get that engagement still... Um, was still maintain, even though you know through the middle. Certainly, your awareness of the cars is greatly less because it is underneath.
0: What were the historical aspects of the area that you needed to take into account?
1: Uh, well, in all of our projects, we try and respond to the actual site right. and what that site brings. Mm-hmm. So, um, rather than just necessarily a, a brief about um, function and the um the site is a ridge and the um memorial currently sits and you know, was sited very purposefully on that particular um position in yes. Wellington, um on the top of that ridge and that ridge wor- working down to in through Tiaro to the sea. And there is some historic knowledge around the the fact that those edges of that ridge were um, terraced as gardens, right, by Maori and wow. um, previous time, mm. along with you know primary gardens which are on Mount Victoria, but around here there were the um, was that growing, right, um, and also that that reference um, of the terracing to the forms of of pa and the way that. Land might be shaped to take spaces. Um, was I guess you know some of the driving early driving um, directions for the design.
2: I think the um, well obviously that the Dominion Museum building is has a very strong presence there mm. with the Karelian and the. Mm. Um, National War Memorial. Um, so I think there's something that that was set up, and I think when that was there too, it was part of its agenda was to um, address Tiaro and to help repair that part of the city. Um, but it's a very strong position on the ridge there, and I guess there's some of that um, sense that, that there's a foreground to that, which the, which is the centre of the park. So that's really, in some ways, the park stepping up to that foreground. Right. You know, which is the sort of centre of action, I guess, in yes. the new park. Um And there, there were there were pieces, I guess, like the. Um, the walls, there were some walls around the area um, that incorporate some bricks that were made um, by ex-prisoners from earlier um, on the site, which has right. p- particular significance to um, Atiawa as some of the people making those bricks were um, were there as part of the Parihaka incident. Right. So some of those bricks have been wow. um, reclaimed and re-embedded in the new wall.
0: So is that on the, the left? As we're yes. speaking yes.
2: now, yes. Yes.
1: yes. yes, So as you're looking right. at the Carillion, yes, the the bricks are embedded in that that wall, and they've got the markings from the prisoners. So right. the markings were sometimes an arrow, like classic prisoner arrow, yes. and otherwise a thumbprint. And there's also those bricks um, exist in the wall around um, Tasman Street. Yes. So they, they were there. They were in the, um, the walls that were underneath the felt. So the, the um, pre-defence buildings that were on the site, uh, some of those are marked out with the um, bronze studs right, in yes. the ground. Um, so those are where there was um, undergr- underground um, rifle range. There was a um, rifle um, circular,
2: circular sort of of gun gun stand, gun stand, yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. in place. all all the foundations had been left and were um, asphalted over temporarily. That gun emplacement's been lifted and and will be displayed somewhere. But some of these bricks were actually in those um,
2: constructions and buttresses, so. So I think in some ways the park, um, it sort of maps those things in a subtle way. And, it, and mm. probably you may not read them on the first visit, but but over over visits there are various pieces of those things that are just picked up, traced on the ground, um, some reminder of what used to be underneath yeah. and what, what still exists on either side in case of the defence buildings and some of the walls that are still there um, around the police barracks building on the corner. Yeah.
1: Mm. So probably picking up on something that John said before is that the terraces... The terraces form spaces for memorials to come into, but they also form, um, and you can really see that from certain vantage points, yeah. they form large stairs up yes. to the um, New Zealand Memorial and now the Australian Memorial mm-hmm. um, on the ridge top. So they start to, I guess, in- invite you in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can move up through them. And that that was part of the way that you engage with future memorials, the movement patterns. So they are set up as a series of rooms. Great.
2: So I guess the idea that the landscape in a way was like an mm. extension of that museum where you can just walk through from room from room to room, um, you know and in the future visiting or exploring. Um, the things that might happen in each room which which might be you know for, for day one it's, it's a strong landscape as a series of terraces on on year five it might be a memorial per terrace right um and some memorials might be wall-based some might be sort of object-based and some might be landscape-based so i guess it was really setting up those rooms as a kind of canvas to um you know to receive those mm. memorials over time
0: one of my favourite image and I'm sure most Wellingtonians would have, is, is the one of about fifty thousand people gathered yeah. outside the Carillion. Um, are you expecting that many people to be able to be to visit Pukiaru?
2: Yeah, well, look, look I mean, I think the other thing, isn't it, Megan, is that (laughs) essentially it's a big open space, particularly towards the centre there. And even the the central bit is larger than, for example, Odlands Plaza. It's larger than the Civic Centre. Mm. So it can certainly accommodate some very large groups um, and they can spill down the terraces. And I guess the sense is that you could sort of, um, you know, can spill out and radiate out from that central, um, you know, central terrace.
1: Great. Yeah, so that uh, that image is a fantastic Mm. image of Mm. people all over the hill before the trees had grown, and all over the the ground. So it, the terraces are such that you can you can see the centre as well, and you can right. see the Carillion even if you are back yeah on the 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 flanks. Right, it's beautiful.
2: And I think in some ways, so it's the idea too that it might extend, you know, eventually right from Taranaki Street to Kent Cambridge was that, that, like that. Th- there's a sense of mass movement that could happen, you mm. know, up, up Taranaki Street. So in some ways the park space is just linking into that big network where where you could get a, a you know a big parade coming up one of those big terraces that could join um, you know join into the park and maybe go from the park to Parliament or from, you know, just as one of these kind of um, a part of the city's network of kind mm. of mass movement. say.
0: great. I love that mass movement. I had a walk through yesterday just thinking about what we were going to talk about for this interview, but I did have an emotional moment. But I thought, you know, it is, it is such an Im- important thing, and, and no matter where you stand, we, none of us can not acknowledge what, what has happened. How did you go? Was it uh, emotional for you at all while you've been working on it, or have you had any moments?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a It's a good question. And I think that, um, I mean, it's interesting. When you're involved with something for so long, oh. We, I think certainly earlier on, we did a lot of soul-searching in the design competition, oh. um, personally anyway, and I guess it was, um, and there are a lot of emotional moments or we are just thinking about what it means to do a park like this um, and that we, we thought through. But that, that was, you know, that's seven odd years ago. And I think as steps happen along the way, um, there are points at which... Um, you know, they uh, other things come up, and you think, well, you know, you remember the thinking around that, and it um, becomes very clear. Um, I think the the blessing that happened um, about a week or so ago was was a very emotional moment for, for many of us, right. and it was um, yep. you know partly the atmosphere of being there early in the morning, mm-hmm. the sun was coming up over the you know you could read the shape of the park, um, just the idea of a procession and a ceremony happening in relation to that, you know, a couple of hours of speeches and kind of toing and froing. Um, it felt good, you know. It felt felt like the park was um, supporting things and contributing to in the way that it should on those kind of um, occasions.
1: That is, I think, the most magic moment when you come through this many years of planning and um, productive arguing, and um, <laughs> nicely phrased, vegan, and <laughs> yeah. the. Um, you know, that that things that you felt were really important have been able to be held on to. Um, you know, the big the big ideas, the big spatial things, this, you know, certain things like the weight of the walls, mm-hmm. things that um, actually, you know, I believe, engender um, a connection and, and a metaphysical feeling mm-hmm. um, that you see that coming... And other people experiencing it, so the blessing was um, a re- was a really um, important moment mm. of seeing other people's emotional connection, being, seeing how it was used, how that how people w- w- you know chose to walk through it. So we'd produced lots of different diagrams as this is how um, a particular event or ritual might occur. Right. You know, so this is this is how it will work. What, what we think this it is might. what Yeah, it's yeah. a different. And they changed over time, and you know, as people said, no, we'll we use it more like this, and and then the actual procession and the way that it was, you know, people moved through was slightly different right. to what we had yeah. envisaged of which group moved in which mm. which direction, and um and so it would be really, I think. Exciting! That will be the moment exciting on Anzac Day, to see how it's actually used. Will the soldiers stand in you know particular you know formation as per our diagram? Yes. <laughs> or will they stand you know? And it should be able to not work mm. as per our diagram. Mm. Exactly. So it should you know that would be that's the success of it that it's flexible enough that it can be taken on by. Um, three people engaging with it, a group engaging with it for a particular memorial, for a big event like the hundred year celebration, yes. um, the, you know which will be one of the biggest ANZAC days I imagine ever, and so it will be a real test for its yes. volume and um, you know how how people can you know see what's going on, um, engage in that ceremony.
2: Yeah, I mean it's good too that it's, um, and we were saying before, that it's changed over seven years that the brief or the things that are happening around it have, um, have developed. Certainly, the road took took a a great number of um, courses Mm. from the design to what's actually (laughs) happened there with the tunnel. Um,
0: Patience, um, I congratulate you. But also
2: discussions around the the area as a bigger museum precinct. And um, Mm. so, on I think the eighteenth of April, the um, Peter Jackson's Great War exhibition is is opening also in the in the Minion Museum building. So. So I guess, um, and there's discussion about um, other areas around um, that may contribute to that um, precinct. Um, I think the creche is also, there's discussion, isn't there, about that being part of an educational display facility that may may develop from here on. And there are discussions with the city and others about the building or the site on the um, Taranaki Street corner, um, which may also be a development that kind of springs from the energy that the park might bring in that area. Perhaps not next year, but certainly and hopefully within the next um, five years or so.